Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. A big thank you for tuning in today and subscribing to the show. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and hit that button uh, on your screen there and subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on today's show. If you do enjoy it, please do share it on your social media, whether that be Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, or even word of mouth and just tell your friends about the show. And I hope you take away something from today's episode because I thoroughly enjoyed recording today. Today's show, and I think you're going to take a lot out of it. So, let's get stuck into today's topic, and that is the best health and fitness advice that I've ever received. Now, I'm going to go through eight different points here. These are just bits and pieces that I've taken with me. Um, I've taken it from various different people, whether that be in person and advice that I've actually received, kind of one on one in person, someone telling me this advice, or this is things that I've picked up through seminars, through my own research, through trial and error, or even seeing other people's results in the gym, whether it be my client whether it be other people around me, other trainers. These are all just bits and pieces of advice that I think has shaped the way that I look at my training and nutrition today and has ultimately helped me understand what does and what doesn't work. And I hope you can take that away from today's show as well. So let's get stuck into today's show. So the number one, the piece of advice, the number one piece of advice um, out of today's eight tips is sometimes less is more. Now, what I mean by that is, let's, I'm going to give you a quick example. So when I was a lot younger, when I first started out in the gym, I was playing football, I was playing basketball, I was doing an absolute shitload of training. I was training every single day. Um, I was going to the gym probably four to five times per week. I was going for extra runs outside of training. I would train my abs at home every single day at least once. And I wasn't eating anywhere near enough. But I, in my mind, more was going to be better. So if I was working harder than everybody else, if I was putting in more work, then the results would be better. I would be fitter than everybody else. Um, I was going to see better results and I was working harder. So that should mean that I'm going to be more successful, that I'm going to succeed, I'm going to win, I'm going to be able to perform better than everyone else. But all it really led to was me being burnt out constantly too. Like I was constantly burnt out. I never felt fresh. I had all these little niggles. Uh, I didn't mentally did not feel good about myself because on the days where I didn't get in all these workouts that I was doing daily, if I if there was a day where I was traveling or I didn't feel well or I just didn't have time, I felt so bad about myself for not getting in the amount of work that I usually would uh, to the point where, you know, I just didn't really enjoy training at all. Like I used to, for those that know me now, uh, this, is, this is probably going to be shocking to hear, but I used to hate going to the gym. I hated training going to, I hated going to training altogether. I just did not enjoy it and I dreaded it. I would think about it all day at school. If I trained in the morning, you know, I'd be going to sleep kind of almost with anxiety about knowing I had to get up early and go on the train the next day because I did so much of it that I just kind of fell out of love with it and I wasn't seeing the results I wanted to see and I think that was probably the underlying factor is that I wasn't seeing the results that I thought I should be seeing for the amount of work that I was putting in and it wasn't until I kind of figured out that less is more. I reduced the amount of training that I was doing. I started focusing more on quality over quantity. I I backed off on the things that I really didn't need to be doing. Um, I remember it was kind of a light bulb moment. I dropped right back on my running outside of training and noticed that 
my performance in the games, my overall aerobic capacity, my anaerobic capacity didn't really change that much, even though I'd taken out all these running sessions throughout the week. And I was actually feeling fresher going into games and my main training sessions. um, And it started to feel good. I was training better. I was playing better, recovering better and sleeping a lot better as well. So that was kind of a light bulb moment for me. And ever since then, you know, going through the research on training um, and even with food, increasing my food, Uh, and making sure I'm eating enough calories but specifically with training looking at the actual research about how much volume you need to be doing to see effective results I've really stuck to that and initially it was hard to just completely back off the amount of training I was doing and back take things right back strip it right back but when I started to see the results that's when it got a lot easier so that's number one I know I dragged on a little bit there but number one sometimes less is more and I know a lot of people do suffer with that number two is build, build, build. Now, this probably goes more so for people that are in that current phase where they're just loving the gym. Um, you know, there's probably people that they're looking up to and, and ideally they have a physique that they're aiming for. So whether it be male or female, they've been in the gym for not that long. Um, and, you know, if it's a guy, they're trying to get shredded. If it's a girl, they're trying to get a nice booty like someone that they say if they follow on Instagram or whatever it may be. And they spend way too much time trying to look like that when that could be time building that could be time spent building their physique so again i'm going to use myself as an example but i know there's so many people listening now that are in the same boat i used to look up to people who were you know completely jacked uh, and absolutely ripped like the athletes fitness models movie stars that were just ripped and i really idolized the way they looked so i spent a lot of my time trying to lose fat now keep in mind that I was about 60 kilos ringing wet, the same height that I am now, and I'm currently 85 kilos. So I was spending all this time trying to lose fat and look shredded, but I didn't even have the muscle there in the first place. I didn't have them, you know, my metabolism was firing, but I was also I was also damaging that metabolism by not eating enough and training too much. So when I changed that mindset, when I changed that shift from, you know, I need to look like this, I want to look like this, or I'm trying to spend my time getting abs when, you know, now I think about having abs and I'm just like, it's just, it's not worth, the reward is not worth the effort that you're putting in. And it's not the be all or end all anyway, because who's actually going to see it that often unless you're walking around shirtless 24-7. So for me, I changed that. That shift came when I started to focus on building up my physique. I spent more time building. I was building, 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 trying to get stronger, trying to build up my metabolism, enjoy my training, set goals, improve my performance in the gym, and that's when the magic happened. And even for people that are going through those kind of yo-yo cycles of cutting and bulking or shredding and gaining, uh, fat loss, muscle building is I always recommend at least two to one ratio of, uh, sorry, not two to one, four to one ratio of uh, of cutting and bulking. So let's say, for example, I uh, I do a fat loss phase for three months, then my gaining phase should be at least 12 months. Okay, and that's the ratio that I like to stick to because if you're not sticking to that ratio, you're not going to be getting the benefits of either of those phases. So I'm going to move on to number three because I feel, again, I feel like I'm rambling here, but really focus on building up your physique. That doesn't mean getting fat. That doesn't mean putting on unnecessary weight, but it means working on your metabolism, not overdoing it and, and changing your mindset or changing your sights from looking like somebody else or looking like something you think you should look like, especially if your training experience isn't that high and building up your physique until you're at the point where you can start to, you know, maybe reveal those abs, maybe lean out a little bit so you can see the size you put on your arms or 
you know, drop that body fat and see the shape, the definition that you've been looking for and, and be happy with how you're looking. But really focus on building because especially when you're younger, they're the prime years where you can be building up your physique, building a foundation. So later on, you're going to find it a lot easier. Number three, and this also ties into number two and number one, is hardcore is not the way to go. Now, as I mentioned before, my mindset was just go, go, go. It was always be the, you know, do the most, um, do the most hardcore training, do things that nobody else wants to do, see things on the internet, see things in magazines that look crazy, do them because no one else is going to be doing it, you know, and that doesn't necessarily work. And often it's not the most optimal way to approach things. Um, and we look at uh, a good example is going into the gym and every time you go to training, you just absolutely train the house down. You leave the gym, you know, barely barely able to walk after leg dough. You leave the gym barely able to hold onto the steering wheel when you're driving home because you've gone to failure on every single exercise, every single set in the hopes that that's what's going to get you the results. But it's not going to because you're not going to progress well enough over time because it's too hard to progress because you are constantly in that state of over fatigue. You're breaking down the muscle tissue that much that you're not giving the muscles enough time uh, and a chance to recover and build or you're not using heavy enough weight to actually make a difference and give your body a reason to change and there's obviously a time and place for that type of training but it's not all the time and the same rules apply for nutrition and dieting so i'm a massive believer in flexible dieting i'm very strict in the numbers that i'm trying to hit and by numbers i mean calories and macronutrients so proteins carbohydrates and fats along with my micronutrients so like fiber vitamins and minerals blah 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 but those people that you look at that are following a specific diet plan, they're only res- they're restricting themselves to certain food groups. They're you know they're going that tough route because they know that no one else is doing it. They know that no one else is staying up at night meal prepping for the next day and putting their meals in Tupperware because they've only got boiled chicken breast, brown rice, and broccoli, and and then you know lick an almond for lunch. Well, that's not always the best way, and it's not necessary to see results. And that. When I figured that out, that's when everything changed for me. And that's why, that's ultimately why I coach people today. It's ultimately why I am a nutrition coach, why I am a personal trainer and online. You know, I do consulting online for people because I want to be able to show others that, that moment that I kind of figured out where it didn't have to be that hard. It didn't have to be that restrictive. And I could see the same, if not better results by being more flexible with my food choices, having more freedom with what I eat, what I drink, and when I eat and drink. Um, that was a game changer for me. So hardcore is not always the go. And most of the time, it's actually not. As I said, there's a time and place. But if you're going, you know, pedal to the metal 24-7, 365, it is not going to end well. Number four, motivation doesn't last forever and it shouldn't. Now, I know we're always looking for that bit of motivation to go to the gym after a long day to you know, wake up Monday morning absolutely firing and ready to go to the gym and smash your goals for the week or meal prep, stick to your nutrition plan, go for that long run, go and do the yoga, go and catch up with someone that you don't really want to catch up with or whatever it may be. We're always looking for that motivation and we feel bad about ourselves when the motivation is not there. We feel like maybe there's something wrong. Maybe um, you know, maybe this is just not for me or maybe I'm not 
maybe you know it's a, a, a feeling that i used to feel every now and then when my motivation was low especially when i was still playing basketball like i may not fe- may not have felt like going to training or playing a game or whatever it may be and i always just think well maybe uh, i'm not meant to be good at basketball maybe i'm not meant to be successful at basketball and the same rules apply with work with training uh, whatever your hobby is there's days where you don't feel motivated and you probably think to yourself well is it, am I really am I really good enough to do this if I'm not even motivated today to do it? And, and I just want you to know that everybody goes through those phases where the motivation is low. And I think it's a good thing to have those times where motivation is low because you're you're always if it means enough to you that you're always reminded by a certain thing that that's why you're so motivated in the first place because something pops up and that ignites that fire again. And we need to go through kind of highs and lows to make those highs even better. So when there's days where you're not feeling motivated, I would suggest grabbing a pen, grabbing a paper, piece of paper, sorry, writing down three small goals, um, you know, writing down some big goals. You know, I like to revisit my goals every single morning and night to remind myself of what I'm out to achieve. And I find that helps me with my motivation. And I also look to others for motivation sometimes. But if you're constantly relying on other people or external factors to give you motivation for your goals, then it's not going to last and you're not going to achieve those goals. So you need to figure out what motivates you what is that underlying factor that you're trying to achieve these certain goals and stick to it that's what's going to give you the motivation to keep pushing to to go to the gym when it's freezing cold in winter to meal prep um, to make sure you're sticking to your macros even though you feel like completely blowing out your calories today Uh, but don't feel bad as i said motivation doesn't last forever and i don't think it should Number five, supplements are a luxury. Now, when I was younger, when I was just starting out in the gym, I was all about what's the best supplement that I can be using. I need to be using a mass gainer. I want to get creatine. I need pre-workout because that's going to make me shredded. Uh, you know, all this, all this crap that now I look at supplements and I go, you know, if you're, especially with the client, if your nutrition, your training, your sleep, your recovery, your goals aren't all taken care of then supplements are not worth your money at all and you know don't get me wrong i think supplements can play a big role in results they can be extremely convenient they can be extremely helpful only when everything else is in order and most of you if any of you follow me on social media on instagram my emails snapchat facebook whatever it may be even through this podcast you'll know that i do use supplements and i'm a big believer in them but they are a luxury. They're, you can still get fantastic results without supplements. And some people out there may not be able to afford to constantly buy supplements to go along with their training and their nutrition. And that's fine. You don't need to buy supplements. They are a luxury. If you can afford them, then yes, they're going to help you only if everything else is taken care of first. And it shouldn't be the other way around. I think far too many people have the order in the opposite the opposite way around so you know they're taking care of their supplements first and then they're thinking about their training and then they're thinking about their nutrition or you know they're not seeing results and they're going you know i'm taking a fat burner i'm having my multivitamin my fish oil in the morning i'm having creatine pre-workout protein straight after i train and then i ask them what their training's like and it's garbage i ask them what their nutrition's like or how many calories they're taking and they have no idea so let's just get that order right, and that's what's gonna that's what's gonna help you get better results. Um, and like I said, if you can afford to use supplements, then yes, they are gonna be beneficial, but they are a luxury. Moving on to number six, we have three pieces of advice to go until we get through all eight. So number six is what others have is none of my business. That is something that I firmly believe in. I used to follow so many people on social media, um, whether it be YouTube. 
uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, whatever it may be. Even now, there's still a lot of people that I look up to and I don't want you to think that I don't look up to anyone because I look up to so many people. I, I do idolize certain people and, and like to kind of um, base some of the things that I do off what they've seen success with. But I don't look at anybody else with envy. I don't look at anybody else and go, I wish I had that body or I wish I had that life or I wish I was as rich as them or, you know, anything like that. Because what others have, what others do is none of your business. It's none of my business. It's their business. You need to focus on yourself because the grass is always greener on the other side. And uh, I think as soon as I quit thinking about what other people thought of me or what other people were doing and how they were doing it, Yes, success leaves clues and, and as I've just mentioned, there's a number of things that you can take away from other people but you should always be in your mind number one. You always want to take care of yourself. You always want to look at what's going to work best for you because correlation doesn't always equal causation when we see these fitness models on Instagram that look amazing year round. You know, you're thinking that they look like that year round when most of the time they don't. They might have a, a heap of photos that they've used from photo shoots. They're recycling them over and over again. Even now, I'll post things on my Instagram that is not a current photo. It's not a current video because it's good for marketing. It's good for content and it's trying to get the point across of what I'm trying to, to do in that specific post. But what I've done to get there may be completely different to what you have to do to get there as well. So whatever, what others have is none of your business. It's none of my business. It's theirs. Number seven, there's no such thing as a bad workout. And this is real cliche, but it's just the truth. Think about any time, regardless of how shit the actual session has been or you know how bad you felt during the session. When have you ever left the gym? When have you ever left the workout and gone to yourself, man, I wish I had have just stayed at home in bed today. I wish I had have just gone straight home from work and went to bed and or gone to the pub and had a few beers instead of coming to do this workout. Regardless of how good or bad that workout is, you never regret it. So in my eyes, there's no such thing as a bad workout. And, you know, to achieve your goals, you have to turn up. And turning up is always the hardest part. So regardless of what happens, always turn up. Okay, always turn up because there's no such thing as a bad workout. Number eight, and this is the last piece of advice. And this is the best health and fitness advice that I've ever received, these eight points. And we're moving on to the last one now. And that is you don't grow in the gym. And I feel like I keep coming back to these first initial points, but number eight kind of ties in with number one where, where sometimes less is more. So you don't grow in the gym. So you look at people spending hours and hours in the gym uh, every single day, multiple times per day, training, thinking that the more they put in, the more hardcore they are, uh, You know, the more time they spend there, the better they're going to look. And that's not the case. We need to get in, get the work done and get out because our bodies recover, they grow the fat loss happens, all that good stuff happens outside of the gym in the other 23 hours of the day. And it should be roughly 23 hours of the day or 22 hours. You shouldn't be spending, you should not be spending a long, long time in the gym every time you go, depending on what your goal is, obviously. But if you're trying to get strong, if you're trying to lose fat, you can get in there, get your work done and get out. So don't think that the more time you spend in the gym, the better because it's not. You're growing outside of the gym not inside the gym. And I, I, I actually can't remember who even told me this piece of advice, but this kind of, uh, it resonated with me a lot because I was spending so much time training. And that may have, this may have even been what led me to number one, where sometimes less is more. Um, I, I started to realize that I need to get in and actually put in some really good quality work while I was in the gym, leave, 
and then that's when I'm going to start to see the results. And th- and that's when the results did start to show. Um, and, and I'm so grateful for whoever kind of brought me, uh, brought this to my attention and, and helped me out here, whether it be one person or whether it be bits and pieces that I'd come across that eventually led to this. So that is the eight pieces or the eight best pieces of advice that I've ever received. I'll run through them quickly again without the explanation. So number one, sometimes less is more. Number two, build, build, build. Number three, hardcore is not the way to go. Number four, motivation doesn't last forever and it shouldn't. Number five, supplements are a luxury. Number six, what others have is none of my business. Number seven, no such thing as a bad workout. And number eight, you do not grow in the gym. So I hope, I really do hope you've taken some value from today's episode. We're not going to do social media questions of the week because I want to leave this open for discussion. If you have questions about today's show, I want you to contact me, Danny, at dannykennedyfitness.com or send me a DM on, on my Instagram at djkfitness. Uh, if you have enjoyed today's show, if you've taken value from it, as I said, Within the next 30 minutes, please do screenshot this episode, post it on your social media, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, or just tell a friend. Please leave a review and rate the podcast if possible. That would be amazing. Um, All help is much appreciated. Again, thanks for tuning in. I hope you're having a fantastic day and you've enjoyed this episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'll chat to you in the next episode.